Welcome to the Asians Redefining Their Success podcast, where Asian professionals share their stories of breaking boundaries and switching into more creative and unconventional careers. I am your host, Yangshi Zhou. Welcome back. On this episode, we have our first Australian guest. Australia actually has the second most listeners for this podcast after the US, so shout out to all of you global listeners. You are in for a treat. Lily Hai has actually spent the last 14 years working in accounting before opening up her own business and becoming a money mindset coach. As an introvert and mom of two kids, she really exemplifies the power of initiative and persistence to pursuing her dreams and carving out for herself what it means to having it all as a woman. She has also successfully shifted her mindset from an employee, someone who's used to being told what to do, to an entrepreneur or employer, someone who defines and builds her own career path. And now she helps other women entrepreneurs break through their fear of money and become successfully wealthy while loving their life and family. I actually met Lily through a group coaching program by Ruby Lee, who's another really famous Australian coach earlier this year, and that's actually how I got started on LinkedIn and started to grow a lot on there, which is where some of you may have found this podcast. We've also recorded this at 5.30 a.m. her time, so really kudos to Lily for being a trooper, and without any further ado, here is the interview. Hi, Lily. Welcome to the podcast. I'm especially excited to talk to you today because you have such an amazing experience and you are also a money mindset coach. And I I feel that money is something that we oftentimes are held back by. So if you could first tell us a little bit about you, what career you were in and what you're up to now. Hi, I'm so happy and so excited to be on your podcast. Yeah. And uh, thank you so much for um, having me here and just really sharing my story and hopefully it can impact some of your listeners. So a little bit about me, I'm a bookkeeper and a money mindset coach as well. So I am in accounting industry for almost, I think, 18 years. Uh, Four years ago, yeah, four years ago, I started out my business as a bookkeeper because I feel like, you know, I'm craving a lot of like people connection and in terms of, you know, not so much of, you know, getting approval from someone, but it's more like the connection that, you know, people are happy with what I'm doing and really appreciate, you know, the, the result, the connection, the, you know, something that makes me happy and want to jump out of bed thinking, oh my gosh, it doesn't matter, it's Monday, I'm happy and all stuff like that. So I started out my business four years ago and literally just helping people in terms of their business and, you know, streamlining process. But uh, so beginning of the year, I pivoted. Like throughout this business journey, a lot of people pivoted at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I pivoted the first time beginning of the year and offer another service called, you know, uh, Money Mindset um, Coaching. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, really excited about this new um, service that I offer because I think a lot of my current clients 
and a lot of people out there are scared or fear of talking about money or even thinking about money, right? A lot of fear around it and not sure how to really interpret when they look at money. So that's where I'm coming in and really, you know, really show them that money is not really scary. It is scary, but once you understand it, it's just like a normal day-to-day thing to do. So this is where I'm coming from. <laughs> mm, love that. And I think a lot of us are, you know, really on the edge of our seats and really wishing that money could just be a day-to-day thing, which I'm really excited to delve <laughs> deeper into later on. So let's first rewind back a bit. I love to hear your story a bit um, before you took the leap. So, you know, you study math and you also used to work in accounting. How did you know that it wasn't right for you and something was missing? Oh my gosh. Like, I think I, I, I didn't know until I had my kids Mm. Uh, my, my second kids right so for me I think because of my background Asian background and we literally thinking always thinking about you know doing our um, be responsible and doing the best at our job mm. and that's what my mindset was back then I was like you know I have this task I'll do it once I finish it then you know I'll go home but it never satisfied me at all like Throughout the career, even though I have 18 years, well, minus my own business, that's about 14 years of, you know, being employed, I was constantly changing job (laughs) because I, I was constantly at the, the most that I stay at my job was four years, Mm -hmm. but that was, you know, throughout my, um, kids years, like, like building up my family from full-time to part-time, right? So before then, it's, it was like every year, every year I was changing job because I felt like something is missing. It's just, it's not, not what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and back then I was like thinking, oh, maybe I need to, you know, climb up the ladder, you know, like in, as when you were employed, when you started out from university, you started as junior and then you want to slowly climb up the ladder. So I was in that trend of trying to, you know, climb the ladder and see where I will be heading and maybe that's where I want but I, it's just never ending <laughs> it was never ending I was never felt like I belong to you know to the title and belong to the job and it just never felt like it makes sense to me it just felt like okay it's the day-to-day repeating things and it's just yeah, it's just not challenging. So that's when I was like thinking, what is missing? Why am I keep changing job? What is wrong with me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's not good. Um, you know, keep, when you keep changing job on a yearly basis, it doesn't, it doesn't represent you as good in the resume and people will be questioning you, your integrity, your ethnicity, your, your work ethic and, you know, the stuff like that. Yeah. So how were you able to discover what was missing and what fuels you? I discovered what's missing. Well, I didn't really discover what's missing when I quit my job. Mm. So (laughs) I was literally like, you know, I had my second, well, let's talk about after having my first child. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't, I took a break 
six months break um, and then went back full time. And I was still breastfeeding, right? I went back full time and I felt so bad. Even though my mother-in-law was there looking after her, I felt so bad. I'm like, what am I doing? What am I, why am I doing this? You know, mm. my heart is not there anymore. Yeah. You know, when you have your first kid, you're like, all your attention is on her. And then I, I went and talked to my manager and then we decided to, you know, change it from full-time to part-time, which is, which is awesome, right? I'm not, I wasn't complaining, but I still felt something's missing. So I was like thinking, okay, maybe I should, you know, start thinking, change another job that's not that stressful, right? Because all my attention is on my kids now and I want to be fully be there for her. Mm-hmm. So I took on another job. Well, I resigned and I took on another job, a part-time, which is a less hour and less, less stressful, less challenging. And then I stayed there for probably until my second kid. So after my second kid, I was like, oh my goodness, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I just couldn't do it anymore because first kid, she started childcare you know, the traveling A to B just drains me a lot. And the fact that um, when they felt, um, when they were sick, I had to take my sick leave. You know, I'm literally saving my leaves for my kids. Mm. And when I was sick, I couldn't do anything. And I felt guilty taking sick leave while I'm being employed because, because I'm a part-timer. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that, I should come in and finish my job. I don't want, I don't want, you know, people to think that I'm a mom. I couldn't do the things that I should be doing, the the things that I, I'm responsible. I don't want to put my responsibility onto someone else. Right. And my manager back then wasn't that flexible and supportive. I can felt the, you know, the tension there, even though like, I go in three days a week, um, four, hour, four hours a day, finish everything that I should be doing. And on top of that, I make sure that he is not, my manager is not doing extra things. I will always, you know, try to do extra to impress him. Right. But then again, it's never enough. The more that I do, the, the more you know, upsetting and hurt that I felt because I don't get any appreciation from my manager. I have never, ever got any feedback. You know how like every year you have performance review from your manager, how you're doing and probably, you know, like salary increase and all that. Mm -hmm. For me, it never happened. (laughs) And four years in the business, I've never had any salary increase. Yeah, back then, I was the person that's doing the payroll and that's even worse. I yes. saw- <laughs> so you could see what everybody else was earning. Yeah. I saw everyone else every year have commission, has bonus, has salary increase. And I was like, why am I not having any salary increase? And because of my background and, you know, my part-time, you know, position, mm-hmm. I wasn't able to, ask to voice out I couldn't hold myself up to really ask my manager so um, can I please have you know like performance review and maybe um, a salary increase because in Australia it's you know you 
I know that it's legal to have salary increase every year by how many percentage, right? If, if you are under a certain award. But I can't hold myself out, up to really ask the question because I felt so guilty for having kids mm. and not, not being there full time and fully support the team, even though I'm doing so much more than anyone else that's in a team. Right. Yeah, I was in a really, really bad um, situation back then where all those, you know, yucky thoughts coming through and Asian background, we always take it in. We always suck all those in and not being able to voice out. And because of my upbringing as well, like strict parents and all that, (laughs) I wasn't able to um, express my true feelings. And in society, I think oftentimes we're taught that you know, we're really grateful to have a job. And mm-hmm. when interviewing to the employer and the employee are oftentimes in not equal standing. Like we're, whenever, when I used to work to um, at a startup, I felt that every time I took time off, even though it was unlimited time off, as they said, but every time I took time off, I felt like I really needed to work hard the mm. months before that and to prove that I deserve the time off, which is a really interesting yes. imbalance, you know? So for yeah. you, how did you end up um, getting the idea for your business? What inspired you to start that and try that out? <laughs> that's, that's really like interesting when I think back. I didn't even thought of having a business. I didn't even imagine <laughs> that I would be a business owner, mm. let alone, you know, like four years into it, right? Um, so back then, one of my friends approached me and asked me if I can help her because she just started out um, her own business, um, brewing chai. And I love soy chai latte. I'm like, yeah, why not? I'll just help you out, like, without pay, right? Because all my thinking is, you know, I want to help, I want to help, I want to help. Um, and she reached out to me. I'm like, okay, I'll just help you, you know, set up everything that you should be having as a startup. And then I think about three months in, I was like, light bulb moment one day when, when I was doing something alone, right? <laughs> I was, like, thinking oh my goodness, like this kind of relationship is so good. Like this is the kind of relationship that I want, that I crave for so long. Like being able to help, especially women, mm. entrepreneurs, startups, to really understand and set up their business so that they are well-equipped right from the start. And, you know, throughout the conversation that I have with her, like, you know, a lot of people, especially women, they need to know um, the important of the importance of knowing what to do in terms of the financial position, right? Because as a woman, we always have the thought of wanting to help, 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 and you know, finance stuff maybe not so much because you know your eighty percent of your thinking is like helping, helping. I want to help. Money, yeah, we can talk later and whatnot. So I was thinking like, wow, if I can help her, there's so many women out there or startup entrepreneurs out there that are, you know, needs to know this and I can help them. And I'm like, why can't I do this? I think this is, this is it. You know, I, 
love the connection. I love working with her. From then, uh, the next day, literally the light bulb moment today, tomorrow, next day, I went to my uh, manager. I pulled her him aside, telling him that I am I want to quit my job. Amazing. <laughs> Without thinking um, that it's gonna work, but for me, it's more of a satisfaction that I I got. I know very well that a lot of people out there need this kind of information, need this kind of help. So when I quit, obviously, you know, I communicate with her that this is a paid job now <laughs> because yeah. this is my job. <laughs> and, you know, she fully supported and she, she was so happy and all that, that, you know, I, I took on this journey because of her. She's the one that I should be thankful of. That's how I started. That's super exciting. And it's amazing how, you know, the turning point for you was, a, yes, a buildup of having your kids and then realizing that you wanted to be there for them more, but also saying yes to this spontaneous opportunity mm. and really following your heart in that moment, which led to, you know, you thinking, wow, this is starting my own business and helping people, especially other women, is actually possible. For you, was there any fears that came up when you, you know, literally quit the next day? Because I think, you know, oftentimes we want to have a well thought out plan and, mm. you know, check our savings, make sure we have X amount of runway. There's just mm -hmm. so many things online that people say, you know, we need to have an order together before we quit. And I actually also quit without a super concrete plan because I knew yeah. it was right for me in that moment. But I'm curious for you, especially since you also have kids, how did you go about that? So I was a bit lucky because I have a really supportive husband. Mm. He, he worked really hard. And beginning of my business journey, it was very fearful. Like I was like, oh my goodness, I took, you know, even though I have a supportive husband, but then again, you know, as a woman, I was always taught by my mom that you always need to have your own saving. Just, you know, just in case, you know, just in case, you know, rainy day, something happened, I can, I don't have to always depend on my husband, right? So that's always my mentality. And I was, I was really, you know, I'm not sure what I'm doing, what I, I was supposed to do because I've never been a business owner. I was always being an employee. So that kind of mindset, I need to really adjust. So it took me a few years to really adjust it. As a new business owner, I have no idea what to do. I have no idea how to approach people. So back then, my attitude towards people is, I'm an introvert. I don't really communicate with people like very well because I was stuck in the position that I should be doing what I'm told. I couldn't voice out. So I have no voice back then. So the only thing that I turn to is my laptop. Mm. <laughs> right? My laptop. And I was like, okay, I'll just type in a question on Google saying, how can I get my first client? Because <laughs> I've got no one to ask. I have no idea about, you know, having a coach or mentor back then. So laptop is my mentor, is my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> so, Gotta be resourceful. It was, <laughs> yeah. It was so funny. Like laptop, like internet, Google, 
is everything that I've got. So I typed in, how do I get my first client? So all these things came up. So I did a lot of research and all that. And I'm like, okay, I'll just do some research. Um, and I don't want to think about, you know, like how much I'm going to earn and stuff, because if I think too much of that, it will really be, I will feel so overwhelmed and it will really hit me back. Like, oh my goodness, I can't do this because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I'm just going to back off. I don't want to do this anymore. So I steer my thought of fearful of my income, uh, financial position towards my kids because they are my sole reason why I started out on my own. I want to be there for them. So that's my main reason that I quit. Um, of course, helping other people as well. So when I Google how I can get my first client, I saw all these ads and stuff. And I, the first one I clicked to, I remember it's Gumtree. I'm not sure if um, you heard of Gumtree. Is it the Gumtree? That sounds like the platform to sell books and stuff like that. Is that what it is? Yeah. So Gumtree is literally a platform. It's like eBay, but not as fancy. So in my head, I was like thinking Gumtree, why does it pop up? Because it's more like selling things when you want to buy things from there, right? And there's a tab saying employment or job. I'm like, okay, it has job. It has advertising, like job advertisement. I was like, oh, okay. Um, So I found that, you know, there's a few ads about, you know, accounting, assistant accountant or payroll you know my field right yeah or bookkeeper and back then I didn't even know the bookkeeper existed because all my you know title are all being accounting assistant accountant and stuff like that so I clicked into it and I replied and the next day I got a call wow. I got a call yeah <laughs> saying oh um you know to chit chat and wanting to know more about me so if if I can go in for interview so that gave me more confidence yeah so and and that's how I started to really go online and really research and find my clients so I got that job the gumtree job amazing (laughs) I know I was like wow this is cool this is exciting yeah you know and pitching it, pitching my experiences. Back then I had no experience how to pitch. Yeah, for, for the first one or two years, I had that kind of mindset of, you know, still being employed, even though it's my business. And my pricing, it's just ridiculously low because I have no idea what, you know, how everyone is doing. You know, when you start out, you, you just want to get job, right? And not knowing that, wow, you can actually make a decision for yourself because it is your business. It is what you present. You know, your business is literally your brand, right? People want you um, to do their books, to to help them. Like for me, don't don't get me wrong. Like it's not an easy um, task to really find, you know, your clients, your aligned clients, because. For sure. Yeah, because initially I was like taking, taking, taking and a lot of fear that I have to tackle as well because, you know, as a business owner, you reach out to people wanting um, them to hire you, wanting them to trust you. 
and you need to really pitch the right, I don't know, the right thing so that people know that, you know, why are you so different to other people? Because there's tons of people out there that's doing the things that I'm doing, right? <laughs> that's the thing, like, because I crave human connection, human interaction. So when I go to talk to people, I show my true self. Going back to what you said earlier, um, I think it's really amazing that, you know, you went out there and literally quit and the next day you had an opportunity come up. So I really how that love how that exemplifies what can happen when you, you know, take risks and follow your heart. Um, I'm curious if you can talk a little bit more about the employee E to employer mindset, because something that I often say is, you know, we are the CEOs of our lives, even if we don't have businesses, because it is still, our careers are still our lives. So I'm curious for you, what are a couple of employee to employer shifts that you've had in your journey? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's, that's a really interesting question, because throughout my business, like for the first three years, I was still having the employee mindset. It's only when I moved from um, Sydney to Melbourne, so I'm currently in Melbourne, uh, two years ago, I started, because, because of the move, I started to really rethink about my whole business journey. And I stepped back because I really want to start fresh. Um, I felt overwhelmed and really think that is this really what I want even though like my mindset is really helping 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 but I'm all for helping other people but it's not helping myself because <laughs> I was like thinking oh I really spent a lot of time helping other people but I don't really work on my business I've never for the first three years of my business journey so that's when I was thinking really step back and rethink about the whole process where I want to take my business. So I did more research, you know, all these things like as a business owner, we constantly learning, constantly learning throughout the journey and we need to have the mindset of willing to learn and that's how we improve and grow. Definitely. I, it's something that I also have also been exploring. I just had a conversation with my coach the other day about how, you know, I told him that I was feeling like I was working on things that I felt like I should be doing, which is something that you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. And I realized that as I was an employee, I was kind of in a cage, you know, and when I'm working on my own career in my own business and I'm still doing the things that I think I should be doing, but not really enjoying doing, I'm still in a cage. It's just a different environment. You know, I may be working from home, but it's still a cage. And I think it's really important to have the distinction between Mm. that difference. Now I'd love to move on to talk more about a little bit more about your Asian background as well as your money mindset um, coaching. So you mentioned earlier that, you know, you had really strict parents and you were actually, you know, didn't tell them that you quit your job, which I also waited about two months before telling them because I was so scared (laughs) what they were going to say. And I wanted to, you know, 
make some progress to prove to them that I was capable of it before I told them. So yeah, I'm curious for you, you know, how has having an Asian background played into your, how you were stuck in all these different jobs before, and then when you finally made the career change too? So, like I said, I have a I have a really strict parents, right? I was never have the opportunity to voice out of what I'm thinking. So I was like, <laughs> when I quit my job, I literally wouldn't dare to tell them because I don't know. I I don't know what would they what they would think and what they would say, and I don't want to really want them. I don't want them to worry too much about, you know, what's going to happen. Because when I, when we moved out, when I, when we got married, it's literally for Asian, it's literally like, you know, you're out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I don't really want to share so much of, you know, what I do with them because I don't know if they are interested as well. So yeah, they re- literally do not know what I'm doing until you know a few years later but I'm grateful to have these kind of parents because obviously I've learned something from them for how I am today. Mm, Can you talk a little bit more about that? So I've learned that especially for my mum we need to have integrity we need to be honest and truthful with us ourselves because how we treat other people are exactly how they treat us back. Throughout the journey, I really, you know, took this on and, you know, being honest because for my industry, for my job, constantly looking at other people's bank account and have access to their bank account. (laughs) And I really need to have this kind of quality of honesty and, and that I am doing the right thing. That's where I learned from my parents that, you know, you need to have the right integrity, the right mindset, the right true self so that, you know, you are responsible for what you are doing. Mm, I really like that. And taking this time to acknowledge them for the positive impact that they've had in our lives, because, you know, oftentimes when we talk about childhood upbringing and strict parents, Mm. there's often these times these things that hold us back and while it's important to recognize that so that you can yeah. overcome it, it's also really great to acknowledge them as well. So mm. I'm really glad that you shared these. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And you earlier, you mentioned about um, having trouble to voice out, you know, your mm. concerns and your wants for a, an increased salary so i'm curious how are you able to how are you able to overcome that because you know as a business owner myself you are constantly having to you know be out there and talking to people and being really Mm. open and true to yourself yeah so i seriously am thankful that i had my own business because i literally changed I changed throughout having the business because like I mentioned, I was um, an introvert, right? I don't really communicate with people, let alone, you know, talking about pricing, you know. So (laughs) scary. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's why I was like undercharging beginning of my business journey. But it 
all happened, like changed when I moved here two years ago in terms of, you know, really step back and really dig into my core reason why I'm having this business and why is this really the thing that I want to do and how do I really impact other business owners and how I give value and transform their, you know, in terms of their business slash life, right? So I really think deep of what what is it that I want? And I did a lot of research as well. And I started out like networking a lot uh, when I fed, when I moved to Melbourne. So that's how I really jump out of my comfort zone in terms of trying to know people. Because when I move here, I have no relatives, no friends, no yeah, no, no one to help and to talk to. So I decided to, you know, I really need to change this. And yeah, I think that's the turning point where I really see how I can do better, how I can serve better. What's my purpose of having my, my um, business, right? All these questions pop up. Um, so by thinking through and by, and I started journal as well, mm. <laughs> when I moved here, like all, like things change. Sounds like it was Some, a great change for you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. It is a great change. And I'm so grateful that, you know, think, I think things happen for a reason. So, and it is the right timing for me to change as well. Got it. And I really like how that every current theme for you is to get really clear on your why and your purpose and that's something that's really important when we're facing faced with all these difficulties of career Mm -hmm. change is being clear on that because then that's our you know north star and oftentimes we just jump into action instead of Mm -hmm. really taking a step back and reflecting on these things and journaling because we think you know we don't have time for it and yeah. mindset is also something that's super important to work on. So I'm curious for you, what sort of money advice you do have for um, people who are thinking about changing careers? So to give you a little bit more background, a lot of my listeners, they are concerned about financial security because they are currently in these big um, companies with stable incomes. And there's this term that we have for people in Silicon Valley, it's called golden handcuffs, because they (laughs) oftentimes hate you so much that you don't feel like you can actually leave. And something that I read from you was that oftentimes our money blocks have nothing to do with money. So I'm really curious to hear about (laughs) that. And if you can go a little bit deeper into how that applies to career changers and what their fears may actually be. Yeah. So I like how you did some research on me. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. So it's literally true that, you know, your money block, it has nothing to do with your money with the dollars in your bank account right because a lot of the time and that's one of my uh, first step when I start coaching my money mindset clients that you know to really go deep into what is the main reason that you are so scared of it like what how do you feel when you talk about money or when you look at the the dollar the balance in your bank account right so a lot of times it comes from, you know, what happened in the past or your upbringing or your culture. Like for, for example, you know, our Asian background, 
money is so important, right? We always work towards money. You know, we're always wanting more and more and more. But really, what is really the important thing that you think about money is, is that something that you need or is it something that you want? So really think about your want and your need. Like a lot of people, when they see, you know, money in the bank, They'd be like, oh my gosh, I've got a big paycheck today. I'm just going to spend it. I'm going to go out and have good you know, dinner, hang out with my friends or go holiday. But think about it. Is this something that you need right now or is this something that you want? Put a plan of you know, like what you actually want in your goals, your business goal. Like for example, if you want a business, what's your goal? What do you need to do in terms of having that goal, right? Put a saving plan. Um, you know, it, it doesn't need to be a huge chunk of money that you can you have to save. It can be like, you know, as little as, I don't know, $50 a week or something, as long as you have something there for your rainy days, for your saving. You, you'll be so comfortable with, you know, not thinking, oh my goodness, I want to do this, but I don't have anything there. So it's all about how you look at your your whole, you know, situation about money, your whole spending habits, your um, people that surround you, um, you know, talk, talk more about money to your parents, find out what's happening. If you have any questions about what you don't know or the blockage, talk to your parents, like, you know, converse with them. You, you never know, like something might pop up that really clicked it makes sense straight away. And for me, like money mindset, it's just, it's, it can't be just one thing. It has to be from, you know, a, a lot of different aspects that happen from your, from your life, in, from, you know, your childhood, from your teenager, from your work, work life. So everything that happens during your growing up, from kids to adults, something must have happened that, influence you of how you think about your money can we actually go into that if you could share a specific example or story whether it's a client's or yours or you've heard from someone where um, something happened in their childhood or while growing up and then it's manifesting now in the way they show up i'll give my personal experience because i think it's a different from a different perspective so as I grow up, money is not something that I always worried about because since kids throughout, even till now, I, my parent, well, I always got given money, right? I always given money throughout my, as a childhood, like when I go back, let's say my parents sent us off um, overseas to Australia to study we'll always have money, jack, you know, putting into our bank account. We, you know, we, we will always tell my parents, I will always tell my parents how much money I, you should be sending me. Wow. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's not definitely knowing, a different story. <laughs> yeah. Not knowing, you know, the story behind the money, how they, how they work so hard to get that money. But because as kids, I always got given money. So I don't know the story behind it. Hence why I always 
during uni period, I always ask, you know, my parents, oh, I don't have enough money now. Can you send some money over? Which I was like so guilty about hearing it now. <laughs> and that affects me on how I see money when I grow up. I'm not appreciating what I bought, like, because I don't see money as so important, right? For example, when I, when I bought my iPhone, I trash it. I don't really appreciate what, what's, what's there. I had, I, I built up this um, habit of, you know, just spending, spending, spending and not having a saving plan. When I got married, I, me and my husband, you know, got into a huge debt because we, I, well, for me, I don't appreciate money, you know, as much as I should be. Right. So that's where everything kind of, you know, plump into, you know, having you, you first got married and then you have this debt that you need to pay off, you work to pay off this debt, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, it's an endless cycle. Yeah, it's endless. And then because we first got married and we have this mortgage, as you said, and, you know, so basically we are not having any saving plan Oh, we didn't even go to honeymoon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because all our spending, well, we have a lot of debt to pay off. So after the marriage, we came back and work, 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 work to pay it off. So this kind of mindset has taught me that we really need to understand where the money is from and how to really see the money and what's the meaning of money to you because I believe that money meant you know means different to each individual and each stage of your life it means different and how that meaning interpret to your day-to-day living or your business is different as well so every stage of your business in your life your money means different to you and money mindset, it's not just one approach, right? You constantly need to go back, different stage of your life, you constantly need to go back and revisit it um, to see where it is, how you're going to tackle, and why this is happening. That's so, so interesting how you brought up that money can mean different things in different phases of our life. And now I'm just remembering how, you know, when I graduated straight out of college, money meant I equated money to self-worth. So however much money I made was, however much I thought my skills were valuable. Mm. And then a couple of years later, money meant stability. So as long as I had a steady paycheck coming in, it meant that I was stable. And then now as I've changed careers and built my own career and the own business, yeah, money is now a form of, enabler in the sense that it doesn't hold me back from gaining the experiences that I want. For example, when I was um, still in my nine to five, I skipped out a lot of experiences because I was like, I have to go to work. I got to earn this money. But now it's like, wow, money enables me to invest in myself and my business and do all these amazing things. So it's really interesting how money can transform over time and your advice that for us to look more into money and it doesn't have to be a either or situation, you know, either we're Mm -hmm. earning money or we're not, but really see where we're actually spending it. And I would really Mm -hmm. challenge the listeners to 
Like when was the last time you checked <laughs> your bank account or when was the last time you kept track of your expenses? I mean, you yeah. said that you need X amount of money, but do you really need that? Yes. And what yes. do you actually need? Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of time, because you don't track it, you don't look at it, you have no idea where your money gone. But if you really want to be, you know, a successful, knowledgeable business owner, you need to track, you need to look at your uh, bank account. You need to be so comfortable with your money because you, it's just like your kids, right? You need to know where they're at. To, mm. you know you need to yeah you need to know where their strength at to allocate what activities they should be going you know it's the same as money you need to know your strength in your business and where you should be spending and if you are spending at the right place yeah so it's the same method but you just need to be thinking try and think about money as something in your life right um, and then that will make it more comfortable. For me, I always gel in my business, my money, alongside with my kids, with my family life. So that makes me so comfortable that it is the same thing. I can do so much in my fam for my family. I juggle so, much, so many things around my family. Why can't I do money? It's the same methodology, same method. So you just need to be able to face it. So once you face it and know about it, that's the first step. <laughs> and many sure. more things will come. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And this reminds me of a conversation that we had a little bit before we started recording was that money can oftentimes be seen as such a scary thing. And then you mentioned that building your business is scary. Having a baby <laughs> is scary. <laughs> so I think society are um see those things as you know like really worthy accomplishments whereas money there's some sort of stigma around it so what mm. what advice do you have for people who are you know currently in their careers and they have trouble vo voicing out what they really want and they're thinking about you know asking for that raise or for a better mm. work-life balance or you know starting mm -hmm. their business so my best advice is to just be yourself, right? If you think that something is not working, really sit back and really think about what you really want for your life. What do you really crave about? Because a lot of times the things that you crave about is your answer to your happiness, to your business goals, right? So do not be afraid to ask as well. I was really afraid of asking because I was afraid of being judged. I was afraid of the answer that people would give me. So do not be afraid of asking because just be your true self because what is the worst thing that can happen, right? What's the worst thing that ha can happen? <laughs> they will only say, no, rejection. But the more rejection that you get, the more comfortable that you will feel eventually. As a business owner, there's a lot of roadblock, there's a lot of failures, there's a lot of no's, a lot of rejection. We just need to be comfortable to, to hear no, because no is not a bad thing, right? You think about it, when you have kids, you say a lot of no to them. <laughs> yeah, but you're not being a bad mom or anything. Yes, exactly. So you've got to be comfortable with the word 
no and rejection and failure because failure is a form of better opportunity for me. It's not a form of failing, failing. It's a form of opportunity. That means that something better is out there waiting for you. It's probably not the aligned thing that's happening now. So just trusting yourself because you are the only one that can change things for yourself. You need to allow that change by starting from yourself. I love that. And on the topic of failure, how would you define success now versus before your career change? And this is a question that I ask all the guests, so I'm really excited to hear your answer. So failure, beginning of my business journey, failure is a scary thing. I wouldn't even go there, right? If I know that I'm going to fail, I'm just going to back out. I'm not going to, I just don't want to go there. Yeah. (laughs) But as I share, as I open up um, throughout the year, as I share a lot on my social media, by showing up, by telling more about your failures, a lot of different kind of collaboration, a lot of different opportunities come came my way it's really amazing how things work out because as long as you stay true to yourself and you share the business journey that you are on with a lot of people um failure is opportunity you know failure is a form of learning of self um, development as well it's a form of learning of how to improve better to work better um, in terms of, you know, being a successful and um, really, you know, a successful business owner. <laughs> I can't, you know, put it in a better way because it's it's really a form of um, opportunity because this happened to me throughout the business journey. The more failure that I have, the more opportunities that align, more cl- alignment with clients that come my way. Definitely. And this is something that I've experienced for myself too. So if we were to get more specific on what success means to you now, mm-hmm. what would that be? How would that look like? It looks like happiness and fulfillment. So successful is all about, you know, fulfilled happiness and being able to do things that I love and not, you know, like dreading to get out of bed and do something that I should be doing. It's really something that I love doing and I want to do. And I love to point out that how success to you before meant not failing and success to you now means happiness. And oftentimes we can't get to that end result of happiness without failing. And so it's really all this journey and this reframing of how you think about things. Yeah, exactly. I think people, when people are facing fear, that's where people need to work on more and really jump in there to really tap into your fear. And that's when you really grow throughout the fear. I love that. And that that happened to me. Yeah, that happened to me. (laughs) That's super incredible. That's a advice that I often tell my clients too, is that instead of running away from fear, have fear guide you towards whatever it's next because you're scared for a reason and it's because yeah. it's something that's so important to you that you're yes. running away from right now. So for you, what would you say is the one thing that helped you the most 
in navigating your change? So basically, the change is, you know, um, me being really true to to myself. And I always would go back to my anchor, always go back to why I start this, why I'm doing what I'm doing. So when I always face a roadblock or face a fear, I'll always go back to my why. And that's where my answer is. Mm, I really like that. Do you have a couple of questions that people can ask themselves to figure out their why or what their anchor is? So basically, I would, this is the question that I ask myself that I think is very helpful. So basically, asking myself, is this something that I'm happy with? Is this enough for me? Is this really what I want to do the rest of my life? And what is really, what is the one thing that is so meaningful for me that I will do it nonstop for the rest of my life? (laughs) So try that question. That's so good. I'm sure the listeners will find that really insightful and what would you say is your favorite career resource? Podcast. Podcast Do you have a is a specific one that you recommend. Yeah. Yes. Or oh, I listen to Ruby Lee's podcast <laughs> because she has because I think I follow her, all my change are around her when she started her journey. I follow her from right from the beginning. And that's when I moved to Melbourne as well. So yeah, it's been very, very insightful and if you are a site hustlers or willing to start um, a site business, I'm encouraging you to get as many resources who either it's book, audio or podcast. So there's a lot of free resources out there. And it's, it's interesting to hear, for me, podcast, to hear um, different kind of journey and different kind of um, insightful from other business owners as well. Awesome. I can definitely link to Ruby Lee's Own Your Hustle podcast in the show notes below. Lastly, what parting concrete advice do you have for those who are listening right now and they're contemplating whether or not they should go for that less traditional career? The best advice that I give is listen to your heart and follow your dream follow the one thing that you are so craving about because I've mentioned before, it's that craving that's your answer. So find what is your craving about and, you know, just go for it. Go for it. What's, what's the thing that can happen? What's the worst thing that can happen, right? If think about it, you, you only live once in your lifetime. If you don't try, you will never know. That's super, super powerful. And where can we find you for your advice? Um, I know you also have a resource on money mindset. So if you can talk a little bit about that too. So I've got a free journal, Journal to Your Wealth workbook, which um, I can send it to you so your listeners can download it as well. Basically, it's the five key points that I always talk to my clients about how to really find your own truth around money. And you can find me through LinkedIn as well. I show up there very often about, you know, giving tips and tricks and share a lot of my journey, my business journey on there. And I'm on Instagram.
Instagram as well. <laughs> so you can find me LinkedIn, Instagram, um, Facebook. Awesome. I haven't checked out your Instagram yet, but I love, love the quotes that you have on LinkedIn. So I'll link to all of those things in the show notes below. And again, Lily, it was so awesome chatting with you today. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and at 6, 8, 5.30 a.m. in <laughs> Australia too. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh my goodness, I already had my coffee this morning and I'm thinking maybe I'll have more coffee today. <laughs> And thank you so much for having me. It's been a great, fun chat with you and really share a lot of my personal things for the first time to everyone. Wow, amazing. Thanks so much for sharing your story. If you can think of one person in particular who would find today's message really helpful on their career change journey, please, please share this episode with them. It can make a huge difference. And as a big thank you for being here, one of the most common questions that I get is, how do I get unstuck? And so I put together a free guide that you can use to help you break out of the rut and start taking steps towards a career you love through a Get Unstuck side project. You can get that guide for free over at onemonthprojects.com slash get unstuck. Enjoy and see you next week.